All right, thanks guys for joining us again here on Two Dope Brothers in the Podcast. Finally made it to episode 12. Got a dozen of these things down in the bag. Um, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Talk about some football, talk about some life stuff. Uh, I think you guys really enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for checking us out. And now, without further ado. What's up, man? What's going on, big guy? Oh, happy Sunday fun day. Just you know, hanging out. Happy Sunday fun day. I'm drowning my sorrows in beer. Mm, um, me too. The football gods have betrayed me once again. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode 12 of uh, Two Dope Brothers in a Podcast. Uh, so glad to have you guys back with us. We're a little delayed in getting this episode to you. Uh, some scheduling conflicts. Chris had to apparently go and uh, do some crazy coyote dances in the mountains of Las Vegas and rope some cattle as well. He attended the National Rodeo. Uh, Chris, how was that? The National Finals Rodeo? Um, yeah, yeah. It was really something. I had been to Vegas a bunch of times for like during this time of the year because my birthday lands on it, um, but I'd actually never been to the rodeo. Um, it was really something to see. I ended up being like 45 minutes late to the rodeo because my flight got delayed. But uh, it was uh, it was cool. I mean, it was a rodeo, but it was like a fast-paced rodeo. There was not a lot of downtime. Um, usually, like in these little towny rodeos that you go to, uh, the announcers think they're fucking hilarious, and so they want to tell all these dumb little jokes and they want to do all these skits and shit. This one didn't have a lot of time for that. It was just event after event after event, and got you in and out and on your way. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. Uh... I, I've, I've never understood the concept of a rodeo, um, maybe just because I never attended many, but from what I saw from your uh, social media uh, feeds, it looks like it was a, a swell time, if I must say so. It was swell. I saw a feller get knocked out when he fell off a bull. He was uh, he was all rigor mortis out and arms up. It was, it was a pretty good KO, so, you know, I like to see that type, type of thing, the, the violence, the speed of it. It's pretty cool. It, it, you know, in the for those of us who don't do the rodeo, it, it, it is actually pretty violent. Am I not? Am I wrong? Or like, it, it's it's like dudes get hurt. Like, oh busted, yeah, yeah, dudes definitely get hurt. Bad. Yeah, dudes definitely get hurt. It's you versus like um, you know two thousand pound bull. I guess is what they probably weigh. They're big as fuck and they're violent. and They're angry. Uh, it's cool, man. I mean, it's there's beauty behind it. There's a lot of skill into it. There's a lot of tough some bitches that do it. Um. I got a lot of respect for those guys, but it's uh, it's not anything I would ever do. Yeah, me neither. We should probably move on for our Peter sponsors getting mad at us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, are we going to get in right into the sensitive-ass snowflakes right off the bat? <laughs> we can. Hmm. We can. Uh, so what, what's been going on in your world, Chris, and how do you feel about these these sensitive snowflakes that are – that are dominating 2018 and kind of taking over the world. Yeah, so we talked about, you know, baby, it's cold outside on, a, a, I don't know, three podcasts ago or so. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And, you know, a lot of that was in jest. We were kind of being silly about it and, and going through it. And uh, now I hear that some radio stations are taken off, the, off of the uh, playlist, which, okay, whatever, fine. But then we saw, a, a, I think you tweeted out one that was kind of jestfully playing at, or maybe I did it. Uh, justly playing at all the other, you know, questionable songs and their intent behind them and how they also need to be taken off. Um, yes, that, that was me. That was me. Yeah, it, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. But you know, it 
it kind of played into a topic that that hit me this morning when I woke up and saw that Kyler Reed or uh, not Kyler Reed. Um, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Why am I missing it? Kyler. What's the guy who just won the Heisman? Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, uh, he had to apologize for a tweet from when he was 15 years old because he said something about somebody being queer or something. Uh, you know. The world just bums me out. Why do we have to shit on successful people from something that happened when they were 15, 14 years old? Uh, I just, it fucking pisses me off. Like, quit being so goddamn sensitive. The whole Kevin Hart thing, if you have to, him having to pull out of the Oscars because he said something about, uh, you know, a comedian made a joke that made people laugh, and now he can't do the Oscars because, you know, people are sensitive and pissed off about it. Like, can we all just quit being so fucking serious and just have a laugh? Like, it's funny. We have differences. That's what makes things funny is because you can see the differences. You're pointing out the differences that I'm already thinking that's making me laugh. Like, it's it's turning us all into a bunch of mindless goddamn robots that can't have a sense of humor or laugh about things. Like, my whole life, people made fun of my big-ass nose and my big ears and, you know, me being skinny as a rail and my last name and... You know, like, that's just what people do. It fucking makes you laugh. Like, just get the fuck over it. Wow. Those spirited uh, approach to it, Chris. I will will piggyback and play devil's advocate here, Chris. How dare you? How dare I? How dare you (laughs) marginalize Americans who have been marginalized for far too long, sir? And your rape culture and your homophobic (laughs) slander. Will not be tolerated. No, I mean, listen. <laughs> listen, the whole thing, and I, I think I, what Chris is referring to, guys, uh, you got to go check it out on our Twitter. Um, we put some funny stuff up, but, um, it, you know, the times are changing. Um, the world is changing. People are changing. The views on things are changing. What wasn't cool or acceptable 20 years ago is now cool and acceptable 20 years later on. Um, Different generations have different priorities and different importances, uh, things that are important to them. And so, you know, yeah, maybe it's cold outside is, you know, we jested on here. Um, It's a a little creepy. It's a little creepy. Um, I I read an article where it was saying it was about a woman's sexual awakening um, and not wanting to be marginalized. But, um, you know, it's just times have changed. And whereas you could behave in a certain manner 40, 50 years ago and it was acceptable, maybe you can't do that now. And then maybe you can do certain things you couldn't do back then. So the world's always changing. And are we ever going to be happy about things? No. Um, You just got to know when you step into that limelight, um, especially if you're a celebrity, those things are going to get dredged up. Somebody has nothing better to do, to do than Fuck go through people, your Twitter Fuck timeline. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. Fuck the guy who found uh, Kyler Murray's tweets. Fuck the publication who publicized it. Like, that should have never got any run. That should have just, they should have just said, shut the fuck up and moved on. That kid, he was 14 or 15 years old when he did it. Like, move on. Why shit on that guy's parade of the best night of his life of winning the Heisman Trophy? Why shit on that? Why make it an issue? Because you're just looking for – you're just a piece of shit. You're looking for controversy because you're unhappy with your own life. You have nothing to be grateful or, or happy about, so you got to dig up shit on somebody else. I fucking hate people. Well, I, I think uh, – to your point, Chris, I, I, you know, I, I kind of agree a little bit on the topic. But 
ultimately what people are trying to do, and I, I think it, it, it's tough. Uh, I think you've got people that want to see those people in power or, cele- or of any type of celebrity held to the accountability standard. Um, accountability NBA. standard. Listen, for I get four, it. For a 14-year-old kid? Well, I get it, Chris. Maybe it's not, you know, he's 14. I get it. 14, trust me, we were doing all types of crazy dumb shit at 14 that now looking back on it, we're like, hey, that was crazy, stupid, and dumb. Um, some people go about it in the wrong ways. Uh, I think, you know, again, from the time he's 14 till, you know, what, whatever he is now, 18, 19, 20 years old, he's probably matured and maybe thinks ill of those things that he said. Um, you know, it's just people wanting you to cop to it, uh, making you own it, as they would say. Um, you know, but who's who's got the right to do that? You know, that, that, that remains to be seen. But, you know, the world's changing. Everybody's got to kind of, you know, step back. Let's take a breath and all realize we're we're all fighting the same battle here um you know just just stop being so sensitive about shit you know because this well, podcast just build, like build somebody built else up like build build that kid up instead of being a piece of shit and looking for something that happened a long time ago it's the same thing that happened to that dude who pitched he pitched for the brewers right after the all-star game they went back and like found some tweets from five years ago where he said some bullshit and like let it go, man. Fuck, it happened. Like, why shit on the guy's parade at that moment in time? Like, why wait until somebody is a, a news figure? It's because you're trying to build yourself up because you have no skill at anything else. Mm. So you go back and dig through somebody's Twitter from six years ago and pull some shit up. You have, like, fuck you. Yeah, it's, again, people want to, you know, the accountability standard, for, especially for anybody who's in a celebrity-type role. Is always going to be higher, Chris. You know that. I know that. That's always going to be the unfair standard in this world. And if you, you know, if you're thinking about doing anything with your life, you might as well be perfect from the time the sperm hits the egg because you're pretty much not going to get a, a break otherwise. And somebody's going to dig up something you said. And it's like I say to all these kids: be careful what you put on social media. You know, the best thing for us in our generation, Chris, we could have said some dumb. We said some dumb, fucked up, crazy things. We've done dumb, fucked up, crazy shit. But you know what the best thing about it is, Chris? I'm not famous. It's not on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not on the internet. It is a great story shared over a couple beers. And then we talk about how we've grown and matured. And then guess what? Eventually it fades into, it fades out of memory and nobody will remember it. But when Mm. you put shit online, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's there. Somebody will find it. It can be dug up. It can be held against you. Just be mindful of the shit you put on fucking internet kids. Like don't go all crazy with every thought that pops in your head. You know, if it's funny and it's witty, get it out there. But, you know, you got to you got to double think these things now because the Internet is forever and whatever you say or or do will be held against you. And you just got to think twice about it. It's a different medium. It's not something we've always had in these last 20 years, um, you know, with, 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 with cell phones. And now you can just, you know, you could be sitting on the shitter and think of something and tweet it, you know, and maybe it's not the best thing, but you can do that. And now it's forever. So you just got to be smarter about the shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, or just be reckless as fuck and have fun and try to make people laugh. Yeah, it could be Chris. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, 
sports, Chris, how are you feeling about sports now that, uh, we, you know, we've got no more Nebraska football to talk about? Uh, Denver Broncos farewell today? Well, that's a loaded question because you know goddamn good and well they didn't farewell today. <laughs> they played the hapless 2-10 49ers with a four-string quarterback from Southern Miss maybe. Um, and they got their asses kicked. They they went out and let George Kittle run wild all over them. Um, yeah, it was a bad, bad fucking day for the Broncos. They had to win today. And everybody was kind of assuming that they would after some of the teams they beat in the last couple of weeks. That um, uh, Vance Joseph is is the worst head coach. I'm going to say probably in Broncos history, and that's really saying something because that stupid idiot Josh McDaniels was our coach for a while. Uh, they're really bad. Uh, I can't decide whether uh, Case Keenum sucks or if it's just because of Musgrave and Vance Joseph make him suck. So I think you got to clean all of the coaches out immediately and then give Case Keenum one more year to re- really redeem himself. Otherwise, you got to cut bait and move on. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Wow, you feel very passionately about that. Here's what I'll say. They're, they're, real, they're real bad, man. I, I think that Case Keenum was never the answer. I'm sorry. Um, you're going to tell me that a team – like the Minnesota Vikings, who marched it all the way to the NFC Championship game, lost to my Eagles, decided to let this kid go, and then you're just going to sit there and say he's everything we need and more? I, I mean – I never – yeah, I, I never, mean, I never I mean, thought listen, that, The though. Vikings had a high-powered offense and one of the best defenses in the league last year. Yeah. If it didn't work for them, what made it think it was going to work for you? Uh, I just think that was a bad move. And I think, uh, you know, ownership's got to hold everybody who made that move accountable because quite clearly it just wasn't the move you needed to make. And you're playing in a very competitive division. Um, it, it just, it just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I didn't like it from the time it went down. And I said, why would you, I wanted Kurt cousins from the get go. But the problem is Daryl is that, uh, the, the person that's accountable and responsible for this is, is one Jonathan Elway. Um, and that's, that's like a hard thing oh, to do so here. Oh, so your golden like, boy's not so golden anymore. Yeah, and now no, you've got to hold him to the standard of actually being in the front office and not yeah. the quarterback on the field. And this, oh, is one of those, this is one of those times after you feel like John Elway really could do no wrong, he's done wrong. And, like, do you fi- f- 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 fire John Elway? Like – is oh that even God. is that Are even you... a conversation of things to do is is to get rid of you know the guy who should be the president of Colorado? Like, Holy shit! Yeah, that's where it gets scary for the Denver Broncos right now. Is they got to understand like is this something you do to John Elway? Of all yeah. the fucking people in the world, you do it to John Elway? What uh, do you I think? I think I, I think, well, I'm just going to interrupt here for a brief second and just let everybody know that if you're if you're probably tuning into this later on. But the Chicago Bears are absolutely just giving it to Los Angeles Rams right now. Are they really? And I mean, like, giving it to a $2 hooker from a Ooh. virgin. Oh. So who got the hooker for his birthday. So it, not at all? Like, just running jackrabbit wild on him. And, yeah. I mean, they just got a safety. <laughs> it's just, you know, huh. And it's eight to six in the third quarter, so it's a defensive wills. But anyway, back to John Elway. 
you know, I think you got to look back to the Brett Favre situation for this one, right? We all thought Brett Favre could do no wrong. He would be in Green Bay until the day he died. But we already knew when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, they were looking towards their future because obviously no man can play forever. Brett Favre, while he was a hell of a show, was wildly inaccurate and becoming even more wildly inaccurate as he aged. There comes a time where you've got to look at the bigger picture here. You know, just because you were a Super Bowl winning, one of the greatest of all time NFL quarterbacks does not mean you are great at every aspect of football. We've seen that over the course of the years. Being a great yeah. player does not transition into being yeah, a great but, coach. Yeah, GM, but, yeah, owner. but, but uh, let me remind you of the Broncos two Super Bowls while he's been GM and the Super Bowl victory while he's been in that position. You know, he got, he's the one responsible for getting Peyton Manning here. Like he is a really, really good GM or vice president, whatever you call it, vice president of operations, whatever he is in that role. He's very good at that. It just, he's had a lot of fucking misses on drafting quarterbacks. Like a lot, a lot of misses. And I mean, so Peyton Manning is just obviously one of those examples, right? He was already proven. We knew what Peyton Manning was. You were lucky enough to get him, but the true test of it is, right, any great GM goes into that draft and gets the next whoever is relevant at the time. The next Elway, the next Favre, the next Tom Brady, the next Peyton Manning, you know, who's the next this guy? And as a GM, I think you got to go and find that. Like, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs when they drafted Mahomes, right? Nobody thought that was going to happen, right? And look at what he's got this team doing. Even go as far as saying Carson Wentz last year. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a smaller sample size, kind of not having the same success this year. But, again, it was the same thing, right? These young guys are coming out showing they're ready to play. But you got you to gotta find the right guy for your offense. And I'm sorry, John Elway's whiffed on it a number of times. And I think you've got to hold him accountable for it. He's not... You know, this is not on the field, legendary quarterback John Elway. This is GM in the front office, got a job to do, not doing it well, John Elway. Say, say some more shit about John Elway, and I'm going to drive to Chicago and slap <laughs> you in your goddamn mouth. That's a hate crime, Chris. Well, well, yeah, because I fucking hate you for talking <laughs> shit about John Elway. I'm just saying you guys in Denver are going to have to look at the real picture. And it's the same picture. It's the it same hurts. picture. It's it the hurts. same picture my guys in Philly are having to look at. Carson Wentz is now five and six as a starter this year. Um, you know, that's not good enough. You know, especially after you're just coming off winning a Super Bowl. I get it. The Super Bowl hangover. We're probably not going to make the playoffs. It's an embarrassment to go to the Super Bowl and not make the playoffs the next year. What happened to the Eagles today? Did they win or did they lose? How did oh, that game end up going? They lost in overtime, Chris. They lost oh. in overtime by six. And who, but who it, hit a, all, who hit a on, giant long field goal? No, no, you're, tell you're, me about you're, you're, you know, you're distracting from my point. My point here is this, Chris, <laughs> is just like the Eagles have to do with Carson Wentz, right? If he's not proving himself, right? Carson, and I love Carson Wentz to death. He's the Eagles quarterback. You know, he's my quarterback. I'll, I'll support him. But Carson didn't win the Super Bowl. Carson didn't win a playoff game. And while it wasn't his fault because he went down early, it still remains to be seen if he is that level of quarterback. Can he do these things, right? Nick Foles, 
while he was not Carson Wentz worthy, if you will, he came in at a time where they had to win, went to the playoffs, marched them through the playoffs. Now, don't get me wrong, that offense and defense was, was superb last year, but able to come in there and man the helm as a veteran quarterback in the league and having played with some of the same guys um, while he was with the Eagles the first go-round, he's able to get it done. And, you know, whether you like it or not, Nick Foles was the guy who beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, right, where Tom Brady shines the best. You know, this guy who is relatively nobody comes in there and handles his business. So I think you got to, you know, and Carson Wentz just hasn't done any of that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. He's won a couple regular season games, and that's it. Let me ask you this. Right now, all things being equal, would you trade Carson Wentz for Case Keenum? Hell no. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So let's stop bitching about Carson Wentz then, goddammit, because I will gladly take Carson all, Wentz all today, I'm, tomorrow, yesterday, all forever. All I'm saying is you got to be careful on that, Chris. You <laughs> just got to be careful because yeah. you don't know what this guy's got. He hasn't been to the promised land. He's not the guy that set you up to oh. be successful. He got you to a point, but let's not kid ourselves. Nick Foles closed it out and took him through the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. That's what it was. It still remains to be seen if this guy's any good. Same thing with Jared Goff. Same thing with Mitchell Trubisky. These guys haven't done anything yet. We're talking about changing of the eras. You know, the tide is turning. Tom Brady's still going to Super Bowl. So until somebody stops Tom Brady from going to Super Bowls and we get two different quarterbacks matching up, Maybe an Andrew Luck finally gets there for once in his career. I, I just don't think you're going to say anything's changed. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you seem to be willing to uh, anoint Patrick Mahomes, though. Listen, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is, again, He's doing, done less than all those other guys. He's doing everything he can right now. And I will give him credit because when that team started off, that defense was garbage. It's gotten a little better. He's lost a primary offensive weapon in Kareem Hunt, um, and rightfully so. He should have lost that weapon based on what Kareem did. But Kareem Hunt is gone, and he's still willing that team to win. I, I'm sorry, he has, but you know he's coming down to it. And you're right, Chris. He hasn't had any postseason success, right? That's where you. That's where your legend is is established and built. But. Patrick Mahomes has got the swagger and he's chasing after your boy Peyton Manning's record of 50 some touchdowns. So I give Patrick Mahomes a slight edge because he has the charisma. He's got the fortitude. He's got the X's and O's down to be that next caliber quarterback. Now the question is, can he step up and win big games when the odds are stacked against him? Can he, can you reach the Super Bowl? Can you win the Super Bowl? Can you do this again next year? You know, these are the things that are going to make his legacy what it is, and that will determine whether we're talking about him being one of the greats or we're just saying, hey, flash in the pan. Hey, will you do me a favor? Will you uh, take a picture of the Patrick Mahomes poster you have above your bed and put it on Twitter for us? The one where he's giving me a good reach around? Sure. Whatever it's a picture of, but man, it sounds like you, uh, you're you not only a member of the Patrick Mahomes fan club, you're also the president. Yeah, I actually founder and president wow. of the Patrick Mahomes fan club. Wow, bro. Just plays, just plays, just plays a solid, <laughs> good game. I, I, I think he's done 
He's had to do more with less. With less. Any, with less. Than my any of these ass. quarterbacks. My Are you ass. Serious? He Who has, has he had? He has the best tight end in the game. He has the fastest wide receiver in the game. Uh, he's got a, a he had Kareem Hunt up until last week, who was one of the top three running backs and he in the had fucking game. No defense. Well, he had no literally no defense. Yeah, but the defense in the NFL we established no last defense. week is overrated, bro. If you could throw Jared six... Goff, Jared Goff, top ten defense. Carson oh. Wentz last year, top ten defense. Now you're bringing up old shit. Okay, I mean let's let's just be for real. A lot of these guys have had successful and great defenses. You're talking about a guy who's had to go out there and outgun some of the best the best uh, in the uh, league breaking news breaking news there was a lineman touchdown a lineman just got a touchdown i love oh, it shit. i love it when fat boys catch touchdowns fat boy touchdown yep. we love fat boy touchdowns yep number 79 he's a big boy too a fat man touchdown wow yep nice so changing the subject now we gotta get off football because i think we're just getting too entrenched in it chris how do you feel about Cardi B and Offset ending their marriage. Who? <laughs> <laughs> who, the, who the fuck are you talking about? Uh, just uh, two hip-hop uh, people that uh, were married, had a kid together, and now they're getting divorced. So, uh, well, I just was tr- taking a stab in the dark to see if you were a Migos, Closet Migos fan or you were bumping some Cardi B on your way to work in the morning. Boy, no, I uh, I don't listen to Cardi B or the Three Amigos. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Just, just, just Migos. Oh, just Migos. Um, just Migos. Yeah. No, I'm not familiar with with any of that. Have you heard the new Wheeler Walker? <laughs> <laughs> I sure have. He is a he's a fucking American treasure. I enjoy all the things about Wheeler Walker. I, I listened to the album, and I, I must say, you know, um, I, I was surprised, Chris. You know, I don't, I don't much forte. I don't have a, a forte in country music. I don't dabble much. Um, but I know next time I see you at a family function, you're gonna be like, "You listen to Willie Walker yet?" Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I checked it out. He's not um, bad. He's not bad. It's a little lowbrow, but it's uh, it's not bad. It's okay. I mean, like, songs like Save Some Titty Milk For Me, yeah. uh, Fuck You With The Lights On, yep. I Sucked Another Dick Last Night, <laughs> and All The Pussy You Will Slay. I mean, it, it's hard to turn that down. <laughs> it's really hard to turn that down. Yeah. I, I, I... He's, he's, he's something, bro. He's really something. Yeah, yeah I, I like it's in the vein of Steel Panther. Or, it is. You know, it is. It, it, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, so, you know, something that has recently come up, Chris, that I think um, I, I find that is incredibly funny. Um, you, you like to talk about snowflakes and sensitive things. Yeah. Um, so the the um, I forget. I think it's a website. Um, I have not frequented it myself. Uh, maybe you have, and you could shed some light on this. But there's a website called People of Walmart, and it's coming under heavy fire uh, for its portrayal of people that shop at Walmart. Um, and in this article, in this thing that I saw, it literally talked about the fact that it was uh, it was fatophobic um, and shaming people of different weights, um, poor it. people. God damn it. It's real life. (laughs) Have you ever been to fucking Walmart? 
It's real life. It's not shaming. It's just casually observing what the fuck you see at Walmart. If you don't want to get made fun of for looking like an asshole at Walmart, don't look like an asshole at Walmart. Don't show up wearing your wife's panties to Walmart if you're a 350 pounds on bitch. Don't don't do that. Like it's pretty fucking easy to me, man. The first and I'll tell you a little story. So the first time I ever went to Walmart when I lived down in Arizona was down at the Mesa Walmart. And if you know Phoenix, Arizona area, if you know Mesa, it's not it's not like a real like super good part of town, right? And the first night I went in there with Sarah, uh, these three uh, they might have been native kids, they might have been Mexican kids, they were just uh, they were I don't know kids, and they they you know, whatever they had fucking silver spray paint from the bottoms of their eyes all the way around their fucking mouth from huffing spray paint all night. And they were buying cans and cans of spray paint. That's the kind of shit you see at Walmart. <laughs> if you don't want to get made fun of on the internet, don't go to Walmart with fucking silver paint over your face because you've been huffing all night. Don't be a goddamn goofball. Like, uh, 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 Daryl, I, <laughs> I fucking hate not being able to make fun of people the way I like to make fun of people. When I was with my buddies down in Phoenix this weekend, some some one of my buddies who's a little bit more conservative looked at me and goes, "You're fucking ten lawsuits waiting to happen," and it, <laughs> it's, it's it's because I just point it's out true. the obvious, it's man. True. It is, and I, you know, it's don't be so fucking sensitive. You have things I'm gonna laugh about. My brother has things I'm gonna laugh about. Everybody has things they're gonna laugh about, and that's what makes the fucking world a fun place is to find humor in some of the bullshit, you know, like, ugh. Uh, uh, Fucking people at Walmart is hilarious. The next thing you know, they're going to be going after World Star. Oh, it's too violent. You sell the worst to people. Yes, that's what we like about World Star. That's why I scream World Star every time I see a fight. Because people act like fucking fools on the internet. They need to be pointed out. Like, ugh, ugh. There. Um, you got me fired up now. Right, this mission accomplished. Mission fucking accomplished. I took, I took your dumb little bait and I ran with it. You did, Chris, and that's what I want. I, I think our listeners wanted to see that passion in you <laughs> for for the things that you know. What what is Chris? They want to know more about Chris. What does Chris find to be enthralling and, and passionate? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so I, I you know, it's it, it's just funny um, because obviously we're getting down to the last few days until Christmas here, and um, I happened to be in a store the other day, um, just kind of poking around, just checking out some stuff for people. And I, I, I ran it. There was a couple and I was listening to their, their conversation as they were paying. And the husband was literally going through his wallet, pulling out different cards. And she's like, I don't care. Just max something out. We need this. Whoa. I, I just, I, I, I mean... I, I love Christmas as much as the next person, but the, the materialism that has gone into Christmas year after year, um, when does that change in society, Chris? I mean, we're talking about a lot of the you know sensitive things, but when do we really get back to like just being with family and maybe giving something small or little and not all these, you know... I, I could never imagine maxing out a credit card just for Christmas or maxing out credit cards just to provide a Christmas. You know, that seems like anti-Christmas. Um, yeah, that's that's like, you know, I brought it up a couple times on this podcast, but it's it, that's like one of the main reasons why I fucking hate Christmas. Um, to me, it's always been about 
being around my loved ones, being around my family, being around, you know, uh, having, uh, you know, like when everybody, like our extended family, like your wife, uh, you know, all those people are in Nebraska and they, they call up on, on Christmas Eve night and sing Christmas carols to me and stuff like that stuff means more to me than anything in the world. And that's one thing that, uh, or, uh, your father-in-law, my uncle boner, uh, uh, you know, that's one thing that I really always look forward to. And so that's something this Christmas will kind of, you know, stick with me and bum me out. Something I always think about, but I've never, ever, ever wanted fucking Christmas to be about presents. And that's my wife and I put very small limits on the things we, we put like a $25 limit on it and we get one or two things for the kids. And, and my brother, he, he reached out a while back to my mom and dad and said, you know what we want? a bunch of toys for the kids. They have enough toys. Like here's a bank account number. Just if you're going to do something, put it in a college account or something for them. Like we don't need more junk in our house. It does. That's not what my Christmas is about to me. And it never has been. And so when I see people, uh, you know, you talk about maxing out the credit cards and I read an article, I think last year it was where it's, it's you know, the average American family takes until uh, February or March to pay off their credit card debt from Christmas. The, the debts that they've incurred incurred to try to make everybody happy. And it, it just is, it seems fucking ridiculous to me to go through that kind of angst and, and waiting in lines and dealing with the mall and buying shit off Amazon. And, and then hoping that you get the right thing for the right person. If they don't, then you're butthurt about it. To me, it's just, it's, it's foolishness. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, the same thing holds true, I think, for me, Chris. And, you know, I'd rather just spend that time with the people that matter most to you. Um, you know, my fondest memories of, of Christmas, you know, revolve around just being at my grandmother's house and having, you know, apple cinnamon pancakes mm-hmm. Christmas morning and, you know, just unwrapping the few presents you had under the tree. You know, it was mostly small, modest stuff. You know, we weren't rich. And, it just, you know, when I heard that comment, right, I literally, I wanted to say something. I knew it wasn't my place, but I wanted to say something and just be like, if, is it really worth it? You know, is it really worth it to go for broke for people who, you know, let's just say you buy that person an Xbox and then here they hand you like a, a sweater from Macy's, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> is it really worth it? Yeah. You know, and. You know, it, it just was something that, you know, kind of hurt my heart. Uh, yeah, because for you, sure. You go into all this debt and, it, you know, next year it's going to be something else. And then, you know, nine months there's a new iPhone. Yep. And, you know, it's just there's always going to be something newer and better that people are striving for. But, you know, that time that you have with the people that matter most is the, the, the most precious resource. Yeah. Um, well, and I was kind of taking it back today. We went and visited Santa at the mall and, you know, my kids – it went right up to him and they knew what they were going to ask for. And they sat there and Brighton said, well, I, I'd like a, uh, some Barbie newborn pups. And Cashy said, I want some hot wheels, a uh, little track. And Santa was like, okay, okay. And what else? And they both kind of looked at him like, well, no, that's, that's what we wanted. And, and Santa kind of looked up at me and he, he kind of was like, and what else? And I was like, no, that's it, bro. And, there, <laughs> and, and to me, it was like, he must be used to kids asking for, every goddamn thing under the sun because he was yeah. he was like didn't know what to do with my two kids only asking for one thing and he was kind of like oh well how about the legos and cash was like i don't like legos i just want hot wheels track and he like santa was kind of trying to coach him into asking for more and i was like nope we're good here dismissed like let's move it along 
it was it was a, a really kind of awkward moment to where i was like yeah sorry my kids just want these one things a piece and we're good it'll, well, li- how- it'll, it'll lighten your load santa like move the fuck on come on yeah, well, hats off to Cash for getting it right with the Hot Wheels. Definitely, yeah. definitely, you know. And I, I think it's funny, you know, like, cause <laughs> I tell you, it's a funny story, side story. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I literally gave my wife a buck today because she was running to the store. And I said, hey, can you pick up our son Isaiah? I said, can you pick up Isaiah uh, one Hot Wheel? And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, right? Hot Wheels 99 cents. Mm-hmm. I gave her a buck. She came home with three Hot Wheels cars, and I'm just like, ah, really? And so we couldn't decide which one we wanted to play with, which one we liked best. But she did bring home a '71 Ford Mustang Mach One that, ooh, uh, ooh purple schmurple is what it was called, purple schmurple. All right. It was a uh, it was a sweet beast. It was a sweet beast. And then I had to figure out how many Mustangs my kid had, and we're up to about seven now. So. I'm pretty sure I'm grooming my son to own a Mustang in about 14 years. Huh. I mean, if you want your kid to own a, sans- a substandard piece of shit, I mean, that's... <laughs> oh, I, you uh, yeah. I, you I, I guess that's a goal to aspire to. I'll uh, I'll start coaching him when I see him about maybe getting Dog something cool. Challenger. A, a Charger or something. A Hammy Cuda, you know? Something. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Dirt. <laughs> well, my kid will not wear Wranglers and have mud on his boots, Chris. So okay. I apologize, okay. but he will. He will. He will drive an American car. Right. It just won't be the American car you're thinking of. That's you know. That's all right. Since you, I guess, you know, I guess we're supposed to like, be more. You like tolerant. to generalize. Yeah, you're supposed to be more tolerant. I guess you can drive a Ford, whatever. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> drive a drive a Ram. We're not searching to a Dodge anymore. You know, just you know, whatever. He can drive whatever he wants, Chris. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he can drive whatever he wants. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, just a funny, funny story. I was reading here um, just very recently. Just bear with me here while I pull it up because I, I wanted to get your thoughts on something like this, Chris. Um, and I really think it just is, is something worth talking about, but... I got to find it again. And, you know, on all my Twitter searches, um, things get kind of buried. Yep. Oh, yep. Here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Avengers 4 trailers out. Oh, yeah. What are we thinking, Chris? I mean, I'm a I'm a 34-year-old red-blooded American male. And I'm not going to lie. I had a comic Woody the entire time I watched it. Um I might have comically ejaculated uh, to relieve the the pressure that mm-hmm. I that I faced, but it, it was it was something I, I released. Did you feel the same thing? Uh, n- well, no, and here's why. <laughs> uh, I'm not super into video uh, like uh, comic books and comic book movies. I appreciate them for what they are, but I don't go to the extent that like somebody like a you or my brother would go to. Uh, they're fine. There's, you know, nothing wrong with them. Uh, I just kind of get lost in a lot of the detail and the names, the different characters that I don't remember from all those Marvel cards we used to trade back in the day. That type of thing, like that wasn't so you, really you my have, thing. You have trouble with the reading part of the comics? Is that what it is? Uh, that the pictures aren't entertaining no, enough. The, the fact reading that you actually is have fine. The and... retention, you know, it's the uh, retention part of it. Uh, yeah. 
I've had some head trauma in my life. I don't, you know, I've lost a lot of stuff, mostly around comic books. That's a shame. You probably could have lost that Pythagorean theorem because nobody's ever used that shit in the real world. Uh, well, um, I play with a lot of fireworks, so I think the Pythagorean theorem might come in on that. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, only if it tells you when to let go of fireworks. <laughs> Seems to be your only problem is you don't know when to let go of the goddamn fireworks. Well, you know, whatever. No, you know, uh, <laughs> it looked cool to me. In all honesty, I watched it and I was like, oh, cool. Like, oh. And I made Cashy watch it with me and it was, you know, whoa, yeah, neat, cool. And then I went about my life. Like, I'm not going to be waiting in line for it. I'll probably wait for it to come out on Netflix or. You know, wow. Wow, sir. You, yeah. you, you, sir, just. Turn turn in your turn in your dick card right now and pick up your V card because if you're not excited for this movie to come out, then I don't know what your problem is. We're gonna finally get the conclusion of one of the greatest comic book story arcs of all time, um, and an actual comic print, but then also one of the greatest stories told by the Russo brothers, who I think have done a fantastic job with the Avengers series. Uh, we're going to get a conclusion to that story, Chris. And if you're not brought into the pain and suffering that we went through at the end of that last movie, I- I'm sorry, sir. Check your pulse. Is your heart still beating? Do you have a soul? Because this trailer was everything. Wow. You really feel pretty everything. strong about it. I do. I, I, you know, as, as a kid growing up who, you know, resulted to, you know, resolved himself to the world of comic books to escape reality um, for what it was when I was growing up, it, it's amazing to see this finally come to, to life and to, you know, see this thing um, that I've, I've liked and been a fan of for many of years actually finally get its due and be told on a much larger screen because it was so important to me and now it can be important to so many other people like little cash and isaiah mm-hmm. so when they grow up to say hey it's about resolve it's about toughness even when things are the bleakest you don't ever give up and you know it's just great to see this you know coming to the big screen and and seeing the story told on a much larger level it just means something you know very special for me wow well, the, um, I was going to say a lot of funny, hurtful shit to you, but it seems like it's, this is a very sensitive subject for you. So No, this is still a uh, podcast. Please. No, no, was, fire, uh, fire away, dude. I was, just, I was just going to say, Jesus, leave some pussy for the rest of us. But, I mean, <laughs> golly, bro. Chris, we're married, man. That's never going to happen for us. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got a fan club. This nerdy ass. I just got... I'm just gonna only keep moment under my breath until we change the <laughs> Man. All right. Um yeah. Yes. Oh man. So uh what do you got coming up in the coming weeks, Chris? Anything exciting? Anything No, all my fun just happened this last week. I'm done with the fun for a while. I've got just a bunch of work and family for Christmas and in laws coming into town and that type of thing. So, you know, that's about where I'm at. <laughs> All right, same thing. Uh, a whole lot of nothing. We're gonna do some uh, fun Christmas stuff. Uh, Chicago uh, Navy Pier turns into like a winter wonderland, so we'll go see that. The uh, Lincoln Park Zoo's got some lights and stuff up, so we'll probably go see that too. Um, and then we'll be hitting the road, heading back to Nebraska for Christmas. Um, I'm excited. I love making the drive, except. For some reason, my wife never lets me drive through Iowa. She says a black man can't drive through Iowa. Um, Racist. I, Racist. Racism. 
I think she doesn't want me to get pulled over and shot, which I love her for, but being uh, proactive. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try to drive through Iowa this time. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so we may do our last podcast in about two weeks, but I'm going to make an attempt to drive through Iowa. All right. All right. Let's do a, let's do a podcast from the drive through Iowa. Let's do that. <laughs> well, hold on, Chris. I'm getting pulled over. Let me, let me, let me call you back. Yeah. And let's let's uh, let's plan on one with the uh, with the uh, family when you're in Nebraska. Let's do one, and then they can uh, we can have some of our uh, some of our uh, singing recorded. That would be fun too. Oh, I think that would be a lot of fun, and we can t- also talk about the smorgasbord of desserts. Yeah, and candy that will be available. All right, um, well that, that's a pretty good teaser to get people to come back and listen to uh, a bunch of Bone and Camp singing. It's, if you haven't heard it, people, it is like. Angels bathing you in honeydew. Wow. Yeah. It's something. And rubbing your feet with anointed oils. It's, it it's is one of my favorite a things. Heavenly choir of wonderful voices serenading you to the most soothing sounds of the season. And I think you should join us for that because it will be amazing. Yep. But hopefully you wrote that down somewhere because I probably won't remember that in about two weeks. It's recorded on the internet forever. Yeah, no, you're assuming I listen to our own podcast. Oh, well, yep. But I totally do. I totally do. I totally do. Yeah, I totally do. Totally. totally All right, totally. I got to wrap this up. I've got, uh, I got, you know, trains That's to rob. What she said. Oof. Yep. Oh, you still playing that Red Dead Redemption, bro? Till the day I die. Till I die. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm so another another two years and 15, 15 days. Cool. <laughs> Marked it down. Marked it down. All right. All right, guys. Well, I've been Daryl. And I've been Chris. And you guys have been absolutely amazing. Until next time, thank you for listening. We'll see you again on Two Dope Podcast. Later. Later, guys. <laughs>